It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Rodgers going for it all, looking to bring it open. He's got it! Lazard! Gonna go! Touchdown! Rodgers snaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon! Allen has time. Intercepted! Sauce Gardner's got it, breaking away, Garrett Wilson, Wilson a big play downfield, Allen tripped up, he could not get past Jermaine Johnson, oh look at the speed of Brees Hall, he's done it again, Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown, and he's sacked again by Quinton Williams, what a beast, number 95 for the Jets, listen, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet One. And we are going to talk State of the Jets, another edition of the Roundtable. Glad to bring in a first-time guest, man. I just had a blast talking to him for like a half hour before we started recording because we have so many interests in common. It's great to have him on for the first time. He covers wrestling for Inside the Ropes. Also does some work behind the scenes for Conrad Thompson's outfit ad-free shows he's the co-host of rob van dam's podcast one of a kind and also he does social media for mlw and if you listen to this show you know that i'm a huge wrestling fan so all the stuff i just said is really cool but i was a huge rob van dam fan and more to the point right now i love mlw they're my favorite promotion so it's really cool to have him on the show because he's a huge jets fan plus he went to clarion so that's Kurt Angle's alma mater. A lot of tie-ins here. Dominic D'Angelo. Dominic, thanks so much for coming on to talk about the Jets, man. Scott, thanks for having me, man. Dude, uh, it's really funny Like when you reached out. I was like, dude, this it's a play like a Jet. And I was like, I tune into this like every day, basically. <laughs> and I, it was funny because when you, when you messaged, well, when I first started listening and the music would play, I was like, is that the Undisputed Era's music playing right now? And I was like, and then you started making pro wrestling references, and I was like, this guy likes pro wrestling, all right. And this is like, we got some ties happening here. So it's really cool to be on here. Uh, yeah, and I'm always, get, it's so awesome to be able to talk some Jets, even though they, they've let us down several times over the course of our uh, fandom. So oh, They sure have, man. By the way, deep cut for you. The Undisputed Era, when the Jets started to move in a different direction with the draft picks and all that last year, I decided to move to a new theme song. And the current theme song is called Dead Man's Trousers, which was the theme that Conan used when he first went to WCW back in the 90s. So a little bit of wrestling nerddom there for the two of us. <laughs> Damn, yeah, man. You were telling me off air. You're like, you're a tra- tape trader and all that stuff. Like, you you go way back, brother. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, I was telling you, since you do the show with Rob Van Dam, I first saw him in a promotion called NWC in Las Vegas. I think it was run by a guy named TC Martin, and he was in a tag team called The Aerial Assault. And I remember watching him, and he was really interesting because he was different. And then when he got to ECW, it was like something I'd never seen before, the way that he wrestled in the ring and the moves that he could do and stuff like that. But I remember when Van Dam did one of those shoot interviews, and it's funny because we're doing a podcast right now. Back then, there weren't any podcasts it was shoot interviews that would come out. And it was, I think, RF Video and High Spots later on would do these. And it would be like once a month or two, you would get a shoot interview, which was a wrestler talking about 
real behind the scenes stuff, it would be a big deal. People would pre-order, people on the tape training community would be like, oh, do you have the Rob Van Dam shoot? I'll trade you for the Axel Rotten shoot or whatever. And so now it's a very different ball game because instead of shoot interviews, you've got these podcasts where everybody does shoot interviews basically on a weekly basis. So kind of phased out the shoot interviews, but I used to really love those. And it's funny that you're on the show because Conrad Thompson is one of the people that sort of inspired the idea for the original podcast because I used to do this show as a once a week Jets history show where I would get Jets that used to play for the team. I'd bring them on and we would go through an entire season. I would research it and I would have my notes and we would go back through the year and I would talk about that season through the eyes of that player. And the reason I came up with that idea was Sean Oliver from kayfabe commentaries used to do something where it was timeline wwf or timeline wcw where he would go year by year with different wrestling personalities but then conrad thompson did something similar with bruce pritchard and i loved the concept i thought it would be cool to do for the jets and so that's how this show started so think about how this all ties back together and it's really fun to have you on for this yeah oh man full circle kind of stuff going on man scott it's awesome it's yeah great Funny thing is, like, I work with Sean Oliver with the Click This podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and tell him that he helped inspire this one. I'm sure he won't care, but in my mind, I'm <laughs> no. gonna think that he thinks it's cool. <laughs> He's a Cowboys fan, so he definitely won't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how you forget that these guys, no matter what walk of life they come from, whether they're a wrestler or some other celebrity of some sort. I've talked about this Vinny Pasquantino, who unfortunately just got hurt for the year. The first baseman for the Kansas City Royals. He's a huge Jets fan he's been on the show we've heard all these famous people like bobby cannavale ray romano chris rock kevin james all big jets fans larry david is a big jets fan you hear all the time about these people that are major jets fans in fact you told me about michael cole the play-by-play announcer for wwe being a big jets fan so it is kind of funny how this stuff all ties together and so when you look at the jets right now they're kind of like the underdog wrestler. They've been the Barry Horowitz of the NFL for the last 12 years, just getting pinned and going out there on TV and losing to the contenders. But now I think it's time for their big push, as they say in the wrestling business. And it begins and ends with Aaron Rodgers. So let's start there, Dominic. What are your thoughts on the Rodgers acquisition? And what do you think it means for the franchise going forward? Well, hey, to tie it into wrestling, uh, I almost think it's almost kind of like Terry Funk coming into ECW, you know, really <laughs> the establishing make big. The, this is a young brand, like uh, upstart guys that have a lot of fire under them, like a Sauce Gardner and, you know, a Breeze Hall, um, you, you name it on there. And then you have this veteran coming in and maybe really helping to reestablish the brand where it comes to like, you know, um, obviously we're familiar with being let down by the Jets. And so there's always lurking in the back of my mind, what's going to happen? When's the other shoe going to drop and stuff like that? But I mean, you look at where they've been and there's no way to argue that it was a bad move to get Aaron Rodgers. Um, And I think even if it doesn't work out, which hopefully it does, but like you have to take those kind of risks um, if you want to really make an impact And this. I mean, with how poorly Zach Wilson was playing and you know, how, they just could not get anything going. Plus the plagues of injuries and with the O line and everything, it makes sense to bring him in. I think it reignites the fan base. It reignites the franchise. You can see how motivated Aaron is. You can see how motivated it has brought Sauce 
and a lot of the younger guys coming in, Garrett Wilson and everything. So uh, it's it's a very, very exciting time. Um, I, I don't want to make any predictions because you just <laughs> don't know. But um, I'm very excited for the prospect of what, what's to come this season because they've really set things up uh, to for things to work out. I think people have some expectations about you know what could happen. Maybe they're understaffed in certain regards and they still need to fill some holes, which I, I do agree like in a lot of ways you can make an argument they're they're one injury but every team's every team could be one injury away from their season completely changing so um but that's the that's the name of the game you know it's a football's a humbling sport so i'm excited scott though i'm very excited yeah a lot of reason to be excited the only thing i've been worried about a little bit is did the jets do enough to put pieces around aaron rodgers could they have done more to help him I, absolutely i think they could have um you know, I you know the the wide receiving core I think is good. They could definitely made like a big move, like a DeAndre Hopkins or something like that. Um, you know, and always the O line. <laughs> We've been familiar with how unsteady the O line has been for the past several seasons. So it's always like, man, where can they have filled some gaps in there or made sure that it's to shore up some things because it is a little bit of a guessing game still. It seems they've got some pieces in place, but you know, and then, then they, they drafted the lineman. Is it Tidman? Is that his name? Tidman? Yes. Um, Joe Tidman. They got him. And so, uh, you know, and plus, you know, we're, we're still, I'm still cautiously optimistic about Makai Becton and, and things like that. We'll see how that all plays out. But um, it's, yes, they could have done more, but it's Aaron Rodgers there. It's a young team. And they, and you know, we know the history of Aaron Rodgers. Like if he's got, if he's got something that he feels slighted against and stuff like that, he plays with a strong chip on his shoulder. So I think that's going to be a good motivator for them. And it's going to be like, and those guys are hungry already, those, that younger team. And that defense looked such, so solid for the most part of the last year. There's going to be a lot of reason to play very well. They're in a tough division, but, um, you know, there's the opportunity for them for sure, you know. So they could have done more, but I think they're not in a horrible spot, though, either, you know. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. What'd you think of the offseason moves they did make? They brought in Miko Hartman, Alan Lazard comes in along with Randall Cobb, guys that Aaron Rodgers is comfortable with. They go and get a new offensive coordinator in Nathaniel Hackett on the defensive side of the ball. Unfortunately, they got Chuck Clark, who they were counting on, and then he got hurt, but now Adrian Amos comes in. Amos, a really good player in both Chicago and Green Bay, but then last year had a bit of a down year. He's 30 years old. Maybe he's starting to fall off a tad. What'd you think of those moves before we get to the draft? I th I liked a lot of the moves, you know, and people were given uh, a hard time about like getting Randall Cobb and stuff like that. And, you know, oh, they're acquiescing Aaron Rodgers' wish and demands. And, you know, he made these recommendations. Why not give them a chance and, and see what happens? It's not like you're going to really lose anything if you have, you know, obviously you could give the roster spot to somebody else. But this is Aaron Rodgers. You're you're moving forward with this. This is the decision you made. This is the the trade you guys got. So why not embrace it as much as you can and, and make everybody feel good about it? And so, um, I, you know, guys like all those guys are utility players. You see how like McCall Hardman played with the Chiefs and like he was a solid play guy for like, you know, when they would come other than like, you know, Tyree Kill and stuff like that. And obviously um, uh, Kelsey and stuff, you would have the, a guy like that showing up and making plays out of nowhere and stuff. So there's going to be opportunities for these guys to kind of. You know, it's it really obviously it falls on the shoulders of Rodgers and how he plays and everything. And if he can, you know, kind of reignite himself after, you know, a little bit of injury last year. But it's it's moves that are going to help out the team. And I, what they did, 
made them better, I think, than they did last year. You know, it, even discounting Aaron Rodgers. If you were to remove Aaron Rodgers from the equation, the pieces that you put there, you know, kind of helped it. Obviously, it wouldn't be a well without him. But, you know, I think they they upgraded in certain ways. Um, Defense-wise, yeah, I mean, it's a bummer about Chuck Clark because it seemed like he could be a, a kind of a unique addition to it all. But um, Adrian Amos has proven himself to be a, a solid player. We'll see how, you know, how if he can keep it going, though, like after you like you mentioned last year and stuff. So um, I, I like a lot of the moves they made. Um, you know, if they were to get somebody like a big name, like a DeAndre Hopkins or, you know, uh, make a big requirement, it would seem like, oh, man, they went the extra mile. But it'd also be like, is this going to be too much? And are we going to get led <laughs> from the abused Jets fan feeling? I'll be like, are we? Oh, this is not going to go well now. <laughs> it's just too much. It's too much. So I, I like it though, Scott. Overall, what about the draft? What'd you think of that? You know, I nothing really wild me too crazy. I did not know who McDonald was when they drafted him, um, but um, you know, when you get to see what you hear about who he was, he wasn't into football for a long time, and then he got into it, and he's really talented and stuff like that. It's like. I ultimately liked it. And, you know, they did need to address lineman stuff. And so they got they got the center tipman and stuff. And they also uh, – Koontz, I know that's a super wild card, but it's kind of neat to have him on there, I think. And um, so I'm overall pretty happy. And, dude, I love the pit player too, the, the running back. Um, I think he's going to add a super big element. And, I, you know, from what they've been doing with the running game and stuff like that, and when Brees went down, it's like Bam Knight stepped up at certain points and you had – had guys like that but it's always good to have running backs on your squad to help help with that i think the big issue and i know they wouldn't have done it this year and stuff like that and you know maybe the only complaint to you to go back is like relying on zach wilson to be your backup you know at this point is like i would sure like them to get some sort of veteran presence uh, still as a backup there you know that you know not only to help with wilson's confidence like you know hey don't worry about this year you know this is all aaron Rodgers, hopefully you know, but we'll have somebody else here too, you know, and that that's the only maybe glaring issue I kind of have overall with things. And when you look back to when, you know, they drafted Zach and you're like, why didn't they have a veteran underneath him or, you know, working with him or starting off for him, you know, instead of leaving, that's like the only, like, I guess, glaring issue I've had with Joe Douglas overall. I like Joe Douglas a lot and stuff. And so, but yeah, from a draft standpoint, I, I was, you know, I didn't, nothing wowed me initially, but like looking at it, uh, you know, after it was all of a sudden done, I was pretty happy with it. I think when you look at the draft and free agency, put them together with Aaron Rodgers, you can see why Jets fans are so excited, most optimistic they've been since the last time that the Jets went to the AFC Championship game, which of course would have been in January of 2011. What do you think the realistic expectations for the Jets this season should be, though? you think the floor and the ceiling are for them? I think the expectations are kind of fair to say they should make the playoffs. I think that that is a pretty fair assessment to make. Even though you have the Bills there and, you know, the Dolphins are scrappy and obviously you never know with the Patriots, even, you know, even if they're on rocky ground or whatever. But, you know, I think um, if you're kind of being a realist about it all, like it really could honestly go, you know, they could get competitive and they could just miss the playoffs. I think that's probably the maybe if you want to like taper expectations and kind of have a little bit of set of realism to it, that could definitely happen. Um, the floor. I mean, it could like worst case scenario, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and you know, everything falls apart. Um, 
or like he just doesn't play well or, you know, it's just the bad, you know, stuff happens in the locker room, whatever. Uh, but I think from a floor standpoint, if you're kind of going, OK, floor might be that kind of too. It's like they just might miss the playoffs. You know, I think that's a fair range to say. I think if you're really going ceiling, like they, they make the playoffs and uh, they, they contend. They contend uh, to make the Super Bowl, but uh, otherwise, I think that that those are kind of fair things to have. Maybe I'm just too optimistic about things right now, but um, that's the mindset I have about it, to be honest. What do you think, though, as far as actual prediction? You don't have to give me an exact record, but how do you think it's going to turn out this year? I say they make the playoffs. I say they make the playoffs. I don't know if they make it out of the first round or the wild card, but I'll at least say I I have the the belief that they will make the playoffs. You know, so I think that's my that's my honest, honest thought about it all. So uh, I'm waiting to, for the other shoe to drop, though. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk a little bit more about Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, because you did bring up how you generally like Joe Douglas. Where are you at with the coach and the general manager right now? Yeah, I like the tandem. I really love Robert Sala's attitude. Um, I kind of like I know he's gotten himself in some hot water when he says stuff, but I almost kind of like how he gets frustrated with people. <laughs> And like how the media is like handled it. But I mean, it's he also is kind of like fair minded when it comes to certain things. And I hear him on the Michael K show a lot of the times when he would do the weekly stuff. And, you know, he's always professional with them and, you know, has has good rapport from a coaching standpoint. It's like I think the jury's out in a lot of ways still with him. And, um, you know, I like a lot of my buddies that are not Jets fans or anything like that. They're, they're always eager to razz on me and stuff like that. And will say like, oh yeah, Sal's an awful, awful coach. He doesn't know anything and stuff like that. But I was like, it's, I don't know. Like you know, they've made he's made some bad choices, some questionable decisions during games for sure. Um, where it'd be like, oh, why would you do that? And certain things. But and like, but he's had a bad quarterback. He hasn't had a very good quarterback. And you know, his team has been here and there, and they really like playing for him. So, um, I am. So, I mean, after living through the Adam Gase and Mike McCagnan like era of things, it's just like. It felt like dire straits at that point. Like there was no the point of no return. And uh, so to get somebody like a smart mind like Douglas coming in and making those decisions and wheeling and dealing during the you know the twenty uh, the twenty twenty two draft and stuff, it's just like you know I think overall they're in good hands. Sometimes they'll once in a while they'll make you scratch your head. So um, if I were to kind of give a letter grade maybe to them at this point in time, I'm gonna give them like a B minus. I think you know overall as a tandem. But I think there's room for improvement. So I like both of them. I really do like both of them a lot. Now, I would love to see somebody like Robert Sala kind of like, you know, even if he's not like a, a mastermind, a, a Bill Parcells or, you know, a, a Bill Belichick or anything like that. I, you know, if you have that kind of mindset, almost like a you get a Mike Ditka kind of guy in there. <laughs> I'm, I'm OK with that, you know, but it's I know times have changed in the NFL, but. You know, it's I like both of them overall for sure. B minus, B minus. <laughs> what about the division? How do you think they stack up there? Obviously, a lot of people seem to think the Patriots are distant fourth, but you can never really count them out. You got the Dolphins who were really looking good last year until Tua started having the health problems. The Bills are the favorites right now in the division, obviously. What do you think there? The Jets are in a tough division. How are they going to be able to navigate that and where do they stack up? Yeah, I think um, they really have a, a puncher's chance in a lot of ways, you know, because the Bills, everybody's talking about how the Bills, um, you know, that it's, it's been a small window for them, and it seems like that window is closing. 
like in a lot of ways where they don't, you know, they make the playoffs and then something happens, you know, obviously like they, they have a shootout with the, the chiefs. And then last year they had their issues and stuff and they just did not play as well. And then they lost a day bowl to the giants and stuff. Um, and like, so I think they're really still trying to get to that next level. And the, I think the deck is a little stacked against them and the expectations as far as that goes. So I think there's an opportunity for the Jets to kind of slip in there. Uh, for the Dolphins, they're definitely on the same wavelength as the Jets, I would say, where it comes to like, hey, there's they're, they're riding some momentum and they hit a hitch. And now it looks like they got some, they put some pieces down there and everything. And with Tua, you know, potentially coming back and being okay. That's just a, man, that's a real head scratcher though, too, when it comes to that, because you're just like, I'm going to cringe anytime he gets tackled now, you know, <laughs> seeing him and stuff. So, uh, but it's like, you don't, they've got an uphill battle to go against too. You know, they gotta, they gotta go do some sledding and, and try to get up uphill and see what happens. But I think with the, as far as it comes, when, if you're to compare them to the Jets, maybe I, I like to think the Jets would have a little bit of edge, but obviously I'm biased. So, um, and the Patriots, you just can't rule them out. Like I, I think they could at very least like play spoiler to to some of the teams in the division for sure. You know, where it's just like one of these, they catch you on a rainy day, they'll knock you down. You know, Bill, Belichick has that ability to just. I mean, I remember him playing uh, Tom Brady or whatever, and like he just wore him out, like like when the during their return game and everything like that. So. Uh, yes, I do. I never rule out the Patriots, but I think it's, it's going to be overall a tough division. I think it should be a pretty fun division from how everything's lined up. But, um, yeah, I'll be on pins and needles throughout the season. I think it'll at least leave me for that. There's no other way when you're a Jets fan. Pins and needles is the only way that you can get by. Even when things are really good, you're just waiting for, as you said, the other shoe to drop because it's the Jets. So you're just assuming something's going to go wrong at some point. Dominic D'Angelo of Inside the Ropes, also social media for MLW, co-host of Rob Van Dam's podcast, One of a Kind, also does work for ad-free shows for Conrad Thompson. So he's all over the place. Dominic, for those that enjoy your work, and if you're a wrestling fan, you better be enjoying Dominic's work because it's awesome. Tell everybody how they can check out what you're doing, how they can interact with you on social media, talk wrestling, or, of course, Jets with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's just my name, at Dominic D'Angelo. That's D-E-A-N-G-E-L-O. And then uh, you can also, I have a sub stack. I do a wrestling writing sub stack. So I think it's wrestlingwriting.substack.com. And uh, what... So through my job with Inside the Ropes, I do daily news coverage. And then um, it doesn't really give me a whole lot of opportunity yet. Uh, not that they haven't let me or anything like that, but to to do feature pieces. And I haven't done feature pieces for a while. So this kind of gives me an opportunity to kind of flex that kind of creative muscle. So I go on there and I'll write op-eds and, and certain things like that where I cover things. But also I'll, I'll do transcriptions of uh, the RVD podcast in hopes that it you know gets the word out about it. But yes, if you really want to like help me out or follow me or anything like that, uh, subscribe to the One of a Kind podcast with Rob Van Dam. Uh, as Scott mentioned, he's a legendary wrestler, uh, really uh, transcended the business in a lot of ways. Uh, very unique uh, personality and a super cool dude uh, gives awesome philosophical perspectives on things. <laughs> and he's a, he's a, he's a great dude. So uh, one of a kind uh, with RVD, just look it up on your podcast uh, streaming choice. We're also on premier streaming network. Uh, you can get the full episodes there. 
if you go to watchonpremier.com, they release, it's funny, Scott. So uh, every Friday, it will release at 4.20 p.m. on the Premier Streaming Network. And then every Monday, the podcast releases at uh, Monday night at 4.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So uh, <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> um, there you go. Um, anything else I can really put? Oh, if you want to follow the podcast, go to Twitter. It's at RVD Pod. Actually, it's on all social media accounts like that. RVD Pod. So um, I think that's about it. And yeah, go to InsideTheRopes.com. And check out ad-free shows if you're interested in being a next-level wrestling fan. There's a lot of cool incentive. It's a cool community on ad-free shows. And if you even subscribe to any podcast, for the most part, that has like some sort of like Discord or community kind of vibe to it, you, it's a cool environment if you're a wrestling fan. So I always encourage people to check stuff like that out, even though it's not mine. And I'll plug my brother's shit, too, real quick. He's the co-host of the Jake the Snake podcast. And he also does uh, the Ted DiBiase Million Dollar Man. Ted. Everybody's got a pod. So check those <laughs> out too. So um, yeah, give those a look. But thank you, Scott. This has been a lot of fun, man. Jeez, we could talk wrestling this whole damn time. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, we got to start our own podcast. We should talk about that right. when we get off the air and talk about doing some stuff involving maybe MLW or something. Maybe we can twist Court Bauer's arm into letting us do an MLW show because, as you know, I told you, I'm at all the MLW shows. I watch all the shows on YouTube. I watched when they were on Reels. I'm a huge fan. And I actually liked MLW even going back to the old days when they were on the Sunshine yeah, Network. Yeah. Wait, see, you know, man, it's crazy. And <laughs> like some of those guys, too, they had Terry Funk down there. They had Sabu. Yeah. It was very much an ECW like after you know, after the element, because Joey Styles was announcing mm -hmm. and, and you had a lot of those elements coming in. So that, yeah. Oh, man. I Doing the recaps for those were fun. CM Punk was there, too. He sure was. So. I was going to say they did the CM Punk Raven straight edge versus the Misfit Toy Feud, which was one of the more fun ones back then. And this year now, the Jets get themselves a character in that vein. Aaron Rodgers, he's certainly right. not going to be the straight edge guy. We know that. And so he's going to be the straw that stirs the drink around here for the New York Jets. And I'm really looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to checking out the RVD pod that Dominic just talked about. So check out that show. Check out everything else that Dominic and his brother are working on. I did not know that your brother does a podcast with Jake the Snake and Ted DiBiase. That's awesome. I read Ted DiBiase's autobiography like 20 years oh. ago or something like that. So it all does tie together. It's wild how everything comes together with the Jets and wrestling and all of that. Hey, listen, everybody had a price. Aaron Rodgers had a price. Maybe Ted DiBiase was behind the scenes pulling the strings there. So like I said, check out everything that Dominic and his brother are doing. Check out everything we've got up over at playlikejet.com and the Play Like Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under. Luke Grant has some awesome All-22 breakdowns on our channel. So watch them and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash playlikejet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt. The Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com And be sure to give us a 5 star review for the podcast on iTunes If you haven't done that already Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money But it goes a long way to help us out So if you can go ahead and do that for us We'd be quite grateful And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content You know where to go That's Play Like a Jet Digital PlayLikeAJet.com